Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to our studio audience. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) We we need to get that little disclaimer that they have in front of sitcoms when they say this was recorded in front of a live audience. Yes, but that would be a lie. No, this is a live audience. Me and you, we're live. An audience of each other? Yeah. Okay. We'll All get right. that for the next podcast. So anyway, we're on the, the subject of conflict. About to have um, conflict. About, about to have a conflict about how we want to say we are a studio audience or not a studio audience. Yes. <laughs> so last week we started off a new topic, conflict Resolution in marriage. Um, and we started off discussing causes mm-hmm. of conflict. And we talked about control and we talked about conceited. And we gave you a couple of scriptures. And this week we want to kind of pick up where we left off. Yeah. Well, can, can we, can we, can we kick it? Never mind. You, you we can. We you we. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Okay, another C. That's another thing. <laughs> you got to catch what your partner is saying, you what your spouse is saying, because that can cause it. conflict if you can't catch what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked last week about communication. Well, we we started. We started, and mm-hmm. we talked about um, poor lack when it comes to conflict resolution, um, poor or lack of communication. And you know, being self-absorbent and so absorbent, so on and so forth. And so, I wanted to talk about our communication this week. Must we? Must we? (laughs) Well, we must. Okay, because we keep it real, and we keep it raw. Thank you. I had my back to you, so I did. I didn't realize you were waiting on me to come in. We'll we'll get it right. So we this week was an interesting week for us, and it wasn't like something happened. Um, it was just a regular week, but somehow, some kind of way, we we had conflict, and it wasn't again. It wasn't anything that happened per se, but it in my opinion, it was a lack of communication on our part and I yes. and mine you know my part and I'm taking my my share to blame for this also and so what, and can can I can I can I dive in just real quick dive. about when you said lack of communication mm-hmm. it wasn't so much well it depends on how someone perceives lack of communication because mm-hmm. we communicated whether it be in our body language or how we responded to one another. Mm-hmm. And see, this could cause conflict. I think it was poor communication. But go ahead. Well, I think it was lack or no communication. Well, from my perspective, it was probably no communication. Okay. And it, it, it kind of hit us. Those of you who've been listening to our podcast, you know we've been very uh, transparent that coming up on five years that we will have lost our youngest son. And so this past week, it hit, Drew hit us in different ways. Mm-hmm. And 
again, it's not like something, not like birthday, anniversary, anything like that, where we could, you know, well, you know, these dates are coming up and you could mentally prepare. But it just so happened I was downstairs um, in my office um, putting up pictures and doing things. And I, you know, I kind of got reflective about, you know, missing our son and kind of, you know, go through the whole, you know, seven stages of grief. And, you know, you start missing them and I'm mad, I'm angry and, you know, why this and, you know, all of all the questions that go along with um, losing a loved one. And so it hit me um, one way. And so I wanted to because. I only know how to be me is when I come upstairs or when we meet on the main level, mm-hmm. I start messing with you. Yes, which drives me crazy. And but I didn't Another real- C word, crazy. <laughs> Conflict can make you crazy. You can spell crazy with a K. Okay. Some people. Mm-hmm. But um I didn't realize at the time and I didn't say anything to you. I didn't say, Hey, I'm having a moment, you know, and you know, missing Drew and so on and so forth. I kept that to myself. Lo and behold, you were having mm-hmm. a moment upstairs in your office or upstairs, and probably about the same time I was having my moment. Yes. And in actuality, I had been having it for a couple of days. Yeah, we, we both had, yeah. And, and yeah. Um, there was just certain things that triggered. So for any of you who have dealt with grief, in any kind of way, there are things that can trigger your grieving emotions, um, whether it be a picture, in Doug's case, putting up pictures, whether it be something, an image on TV. There's this commercial, this basketball commercial, and Andrew loved basketball. That was his thing. He played ball. He loved ball. And there's this uh, commercial, and there's a gentleman on in the commercial that reminds me of Drew whenever I see see um, this commercial. And a couple of days prior, one of his basketball teammates texted me to check on me. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. One of his basketball teammates, a very close friend of his, texted me to say, you know, hey, Miss Renee, how are you doing? I'm just checking in on you. I love you kind of thing. Um because the his teammates do still keep up with me because I trained them before. So anyway, that was a that was an added trigger uh, to my emotions. And see, when I get filled with grief, I go into I would say a shell. I either want to talk about Drew or I don't want to be bothered. And I was in my I don't want to be bothered stage. Mm-hmm. And Doug was messing with me, and I think here where the conf- here's where the conflict came in, other than the fact that we didn't communicate that we that's what we were going through. And the reality of it is I didn't realize that's what I was dealing with. So sometimes you can't communicate what you don't know how to communicate. I didn't realize it took me some time to process that I was in a state of grief at the moment that he was messing with me. And my, if I, if I could use this word, rejection of his messing with me, I believe you took personally. Yeah, I took it personal. Okay. So that's where the conflict arose. 
we both were dealing with something and his way to we were deal with, with it. The same thing. We we both in a different way. Yeah, different way, yeah. And the way you wanted to deal with it was, you know what, I'm gonna distract myself. I'm just gonna go mess with Nay. I'm gonna go get, you know, mess with her, play with her, bother her. And for me it was Right now, I don't feel like being bothered. Leave me alone. I just want to sit here and soak in whatever it is that's going on with my brain right now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I went back upstairs, and it might have even been the next day or later on that day. I don't even remember. All these days run together now. Yes, I'm telling you. That I actually... So we're, we're talking about causes. So what caused this conflict... And Doug's opinion was lack of communication. In my opinion, it was poor communication. He was messing with me. He was communicating with me. I want to mess with you right now. (laughs) And for me, it was, I don't feel like being bothered right now. Stop. Leave me alone. So that wasn't the best way. So for me, it was poor communication Mm -hmm. because I could have said, you know, I'm not really feeling good. I'm not in the best mood. Can you not mess with me right now? Um. Instead of a brush off yeah. mentality. And the reason I say it was a lack of, because I know you're a words person. You, you are words. You, 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 you love words. You want to be affirmed and you just, I'm a, you are a wordy person. Yes, I like to talk. I like <laughs> to listen. I even like and to so, listen. It's not even just me speaking. I like to be spoken to. Get you a couple of audio books then. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so See, I'm a problem solver. Communication is definitely a big part of conflict, mm-hmm. and it's also an even more important part of conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate with your spouse in an effective way. Because ineffective communication is where conflict comes into play. And I think for us uh, to go to how we cured that particular conflict was I came and I into Doug's office and I said, hey, I just want to let you know that I realize I've been dealing with um, missing Drew. And he said, it's funny you should say that. I've been feeling that way as well. And then I pointed out some things that my counselor has shared with me about recognizing triggers and also identifying, uh, you know, ways that you can overcome those triggers and the ways you could deal, a healthy way to deal with those triggers. And it was good for us that we both, we sat and we had a conversation and we talked about what um, impacted him Mm -hmm. and what impacted me and what, um, you know, and actually, I believe, and I'll speak for myself, I felt better after having some words, (laughs) if you will, with Doug, good words about how I was feeling at that moment, how I was feeling that past Mm -hmm. week. And I think more than anybody, even though we grieve differently, we both, when we have a uh, conversation about Drew, it's more fruitful because we're his parents. Like, I love talking about Drew. It helps me with my process. But who better to talk to about Drew with is 
his father. father. Yeah. Because we're both his parents. So we are the closest to him and the we had the most intimate knowledge of of him and who he is and who he is to us. And so we can appreciate the things, the stuff we share about his childhood and the funny things he did and said. And so that was helpful. That was a way for us to clear up the the conflict that was in the air, the tension that was in the house by having good communication about how we were feeling or what we were experiencing at that moment. And it it wasn't it wasn't that we just had, you know, and I felt the same way after we talked. I felt, you know, you can feel the tension in the air. And if you've been married any length of time, you can feel tension in the air. <clears throat> but after we had that conversation, you know, we sat, talked, cried, you know, it was like we both got some things off our chest that we needed to say. And it was it was a very intimate, emotional, grown conversation. And so when it comes to, you know, resolving conflict, you're going to have to be mindful of not just speaking um, to a person, but you're not speaking at a person, at your spouse. You want to speak to your spouse. And speak with them. Yes. Because communication should be a dialogue. It mm-hmm. should be talking and listening, listening and talking. Yeah. And not just hearing, but listening. And, and I say this, and you know, we, we've been doing this for a while. And so one of the, the, the good things about our marriage is once we you know, deal with an issue, solve an issue, and say it's over, we don't, for the most part, we don't bring it back up. And you know, I'm not saying we've never done it, but we try not to. And so part of resolving conflict is resolving it. Resolve, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> is resolving if it. If it's a resolution, then you shouldn't have to keep resolving yeah. and resolving. It shouldn't be revolving. <laughs> it should be resolved, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. So and that, you should learn from it. Yeah, so that's, that's something that you can you know put into place in your marriage is the resolve part. Once you resolve it, even if it takes right writing it down, putting in a text message, whatever you need to do. Once it's resolved, it's resolved. But I I believe the communication in resolving it is you stay on topic, stay on whatever the issue is. Don't get off topic. Don't start, you know, well, this and when you was in the third grade, that nobody cares about that. Um, We did. I'm just joking. We're just dealing with whatever is occurring right now. Let's just deal with the issue on the table right now. And then we'll resolve that. Then we'll go to the next thing and whatever the next thing is and whatever the next thing is. Again, you and your spouse have uh, stood before the Lord and said, you know, you're going to be together till death do you part. So it's a lifetime. So it is, you know, you don't have to rush and try to get everything resolved in the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. That's not realistic. But if you take, you know, things one by one and just, okay, we got this issue resolved. We got this issue resolved. We agree to disagree on this, and we'll come back to this at another day. We'll pray about it, fast about it, come back and say, you know, this is what probably what we should do. And and I want to add, it's not always about you, so don't take it personally. 
again, the conflict that we experienced this week that we just shared with you, even though um, we are together in the same house and we are the ones that are dealing with one another, the issue wasn't with each other. Yeah. We had something internal going on that we needed to express that we needed to resolve or we mm-hmm. needed to get over. So a lot of times it's not about you. And I want to also say on the flip side, don't always make conflict about your spouse. Like don't put it off on them. Mm. That's interesting. Sometimes we take it personally and then sometimes we make it personal. Oh. So Case in point, I'm going through my thing last week, and instead of saying when I didn't realize what the grief was about, saying, you know what, I'm really not in a good mood right now, and I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I'm a moody person. So I could just tell them, look, right now I'm in one of my moods. Can can, can you, you know, kind of... Pause on the messing with me or say it in a such a way where like, you know, I'm, I'm really not feeling that right now. But instead of me doing it, saying it that way, I kind of brushed him off, pushed him off, which made it personal. Don't hmm. make it personal. Because you are in a stinky mood or you have an attitude or something happened at work or something triggered you to just not feel like being bothered at that moment, don't don't take that out on your spouse. That causes conflict. And they didn't have anything to do with it. And they didn't have anything to do with it. And oftentimes, your spouse is there to help you through those moments or to help you through those moods mm-hmm. and to help you to be a better person, a better husband, a better wife. To They are, in most cases stronger in the areas where you're not strong so they can kind of help undergird you in those areas Mm -hmm. so conflict is not necessarily a bad thing but how you handle the conflict is a bad thing if you don't do it the right way if you communicate poorly if you don't communicate at all then that is where the conflict can arise that can cause conflict yeah conflict is inevitable I mean, it's in the Bible. It says, kingdom suffer violence, but the violent take it by force. I'll find that scripture for you somewhere. It's somewhere in the New Testament. But it's, conflict is inevitable. And so um, so the enemy's trying every different way to come at your marriage. Um, don't, don't allow him any place to come at you, you know, try to divide you and your spouse. And whether he may try to use the children like Renee said, your job, cars, whatever it may be, material things, 401ks, whatever it may be, you know, don't let the enemy come between you and your wife or you and your spouse because conflict is inevitable. But communicating, and I think communication, we are, we are a verbal, uh, God created us in his image and God spoke us into existence. Yes. Let us, let, therefore, let us, let us, let us, let us. All in the book of Genesis. In the beginning was the word. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, CBI. So um, we, we need to communicate. We need to talk. 
And if you're married, you cannot go on these. And again, I'm speaking. I know me. I can't go on these little caves and deserted islands by myself and, you know, don't tell my wife in my mind. You know what I'm saying? I can't just check out. And I'm married, so I need to talk. I need to communicate with my wife. My wife, as we already established, she is a words person, words of affirmation. So I'm necessarily, I don't talk as much as she does, but I need to because that's what she needs. And so because we're married and, you know, your spouse is always around you or they're the closest person to you, it's unfortunate that they may catch the brunt of um, your feelings, whether good or bad. But in this in this case, since we're talking about conflict, um, I would say the negative feelings. But just be mindful. Be careful. We're all on the same team. Go back and apologize. I'm sorry. Those two words. Man, you can. I'm so I am sorry that that <laughs> I and, can't. And please mean it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please mean, mean it. it. Yeah. Yeah, don't because don't. you could say it in such a way where yeah. you're sarcastic and your spouse knows you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. But you can say it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really truly sorry for what I said, how I said it, and I didn't make I didn't want you to to feel that way. That was not my intent at all. And so that comes back to you know I'm coming back full circle to the conversation we had after when when Renee came downstairs to the office. And we just had a nice conversation and it was no yelling, no arguing, no cussing, no fussing, nothing. It was just two people just speaking from their heart. And we both went through the same thing. We were just dealing with it differently. So I know not everybody has our testimony. Um, not everybody went has gone through what we've gone through, but you've gone through something. You you and your spouse have, you know, you've gone through the gut. The God of the universe, the Lord has brought you through something. And so whatever he brought you through, it wasn't to leave you where you are right now, but take, go back in your mind and say, well, we got through that. God brought us through that and he'll get us through this. Right. And your spouse is not your enemy. We say this over and over again. Your spouse is not your enemy. Your spouse is your teammate. Y'all are on the same team, whatever your last name is. Team Jones, Team James, Team Johnson, Team Dantzler. Y'all are a team. Y'all are becoming one. So anytime you are becoming one, it does cause some friction. It does cause a little bit of tension uh, because you both are different. You were raised different. You grew up different. You have different ways of thinking, different ways of doing things. And that's what makes marriage beautiful and unique, the different attributes that you all bring to the relationship. So you need to learn to celebrate those differences and appreciate those differences so that y'all can live in harmony. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to have conflict day in and day out in your house. Nobody wants to deal with constant conflict. Now, conflict is inevitable because that's how we grow. That's how we learn each other. That's how we get better. But at the end of the day, we don't want to have conflict every single day um, or, <laughs> or throughout the day. It, it, it gets to be too much. So you have to learn how to communicate with your spouse in an effective way. Now, for some people, and Douglas and I have done this before, if the 
discussion or the conflict has become so heated that someone built up a wall and they're just not listening, they're not hearing you, they don't want to talk, they're pouting, whatever the case may be, write it down. Write a letter. Write a heartfelt letter with respect for your spouse. Journal your thoughts. That is a good way to not have built up tension to journal your thoughts. There are some things you could journal that's just between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then you could turn around and write a letter to your spouse. This is just a suggestion that I'm offering to someone out there listening that I could hear in a sense in my spirit someone saying, well, my spouse is not listening to me. My spouse doesn't listen or my spouse thinks he or she is always right. So I'm, why bother? Because it's till death do you part. That's why I bother. And you don't want to live that way till death do you part. And so you have to learn to grow and learn to improve. And so a suggestion would be just writing a letter to your spouse, a heartfelt letter that you, you know, give to them to read. And I've done that on occasions where I felt like I could not effectively express myself to Douglas. Um, And so I wrote it down. And then that way he could read it and I can get him to hear it uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's another thing that causes conflict where the person is so busy, like double dutch, if anyone's ever played double dutch, just waiting to jump in. It's like, I'm not even listening to what you're saying because I'm waiting for my turn. I'm waiting for my turn. I got my, I got my defense already lined up. And that's the wrong attitude to have. You're not going to have productive conversation because you didn't hear or listen to anything that your spouse said because you're so busy ready to build your defense. Like you, like like y'all are in a courtroom and you're the defer, defense attorney for yourself and you're ready to defend yourself and prosecute your spouse. You're the defense attorney and the prosecutor. You're defending yourself and you're prosecuting your spouse without even hearing all the facts. Hmm. So... That that was Cash App Dollar Sign Doug and Renee. Um, you want to give us an offering, but you said a lot. So, but you just I I don't even know what to say after that. So, you want to talk about cures? I'm just gonna let your words. We're gonna we're gonna let that marinate, marinate. today because okay. I think communication is a big one. And then next week, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about cures, mm-hmm. which we've kind of hit on today, ways to cure. We talked about how we cured it in communication. We talked about the letter writing. So I would suggest that you just take a moment this week, pray, journal, write if you need to, but communicate with your spouse, have a conversation with your spouse in some way, shape, or form or fashion so that you all can begin to deal with your differences and build some camaraderie and some love and respect for one another so that you can resolve the conflict that you may have in your marriage or conflict that will arise in the future. So I, I feel this and I hear it in my, my spirit is that when was the last time you and your spouse fasted, prayed and fasted over your marriage? Not anybody else's marriage, your marriage. 
where you said we're not going to eat, we're going to fast from whatever, however you want to fast, biblical fast, um, for your marriage. Because there are some things, and the Bible teaches us, there are some things only get delivered by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Deliverance. There are some deliverances that only come through by pray and fasting. And so not even, not just prayer, because we both believe in prayer. And, you know, and I we believe both in believe power. in fasting. Yeah, both believe in fasting. So um, you just going to have to turn over your plate, you and your spouse. Um, something Bishop Jake said years ago, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want your marriage to work? Because yes. when it's ultimately said and done, no one is going to come in your house to help you and your spouse navigate through the ups and downs of marriage. It's going to take the two of you putting in all the effort, all the work to make it work. So. Okay. So we leave you on that note. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.